welcome back to the series best friend slept with boyfriend edition that's totally special thank you guys for listening you seem to be enjoying this so this one is part three of a very short story that's actually really long so like to be honest i'm not really you know, when I was younger, I wasn't really sure that I actually wanted to have children. Like, I wasn't even sure I wanted to get married. Like, my my ideas and my views on that subject, on both subjects, is a little bit jaded, um, as you guys know. <laughs> um, however, I feel like part of my trauma as a young adult, well, everybody tells me I'm old now since I hit 30, but I guess as a 30-year-old woman, really kind of stems from the following events that I'm about to share. And again, I am an incredibly private person, but I feel like sometimes, you know, we learn from our experiences. It also gives us an opportunity to clear, but more importantly, there is some other person out there, young, old, or whatever, in between, whatever, Um, that can profit from hearing a story from somebody else who's sort of been in the same situation. And so therefore, I've decided to share this story because I think it's important. And I think that in the world that we live in, where women need to be empowered and we need to empower each other, these are important stories. So I went away to university because I just didn't really care. It was, it wasn't about anybody. It was about me. Um, and it's what I really wanted to do. And my parents were actually really supportive. I grew up somewhat, I guess I was very spoiled, but I also grew up very sheltered. So going away to university was like my whole thing about starting over, making new friends and just being like a totally different person, like kind of growing into my own. So I went away to university. I didn't really care about this so-called friend. Um, however, I had a boyfriend at the time um, who, like, you know, now that I look back on it, we were just never going to work out. But, you know, I was young. We're young. We all do stupid things. Like, that's just life. Um, so I had this boyfriend um, at the time who was going to another university in another city. And I moved basically on campus into a dorm and it was a great experience for me. Just the dorm life and being away from home, like it was just really great. So my boyfriend and I at the time, like we would only really see each other when I came into the city because he drove and back then I didn't drive. So it just kind of worked out. So we would only see each other when I was in Toronto and he was also in Toronto And at this time, my best friend and I were no longer speaking. Like, there was no reason for us to really, you know, talk to each other again. Because, I don't know, I just was kind of, like, over it. So, yeah. Anyways, um, life kind of continued. And, like, I don't know, I, like, I begged, I used to beg my boyfriend to come up and visit me. But he never really wanted to. And by that time, you know, I was actually also seeing, yeah, I was that person. I was also seeing somebody else who was a bit older than me um, by eight years. And he had a child. I know, like, ugh, men with kids. But anyways, he had a child. And, you know, we were spending a lot of time together. Like, 
when I came to the city and, you know, my boyfriend was busy, I guess, with her or whatever, um, I would see this person and we developed a relationship, but that's not what this is about. So let's just throw him to the side. Anyways, so I, you know, this boyfriend, you know, I found out, um, in the, like, I kind of found out that I guess he was seeing somebody else and I was like tragically heartbroken. And I think that like, because I am, you know, I come from a home where like, you know, love isn't really a thing. Uh, it just, it broke me in a different kind of way. It just kind of solidified thoughts and feelings that I had had about relationships for a very, very, very long time. But again, that's neither here nor there. So essentially what had happened was, I don't remember how, but you know, my best friend and I somehow we reconnected and we were friends again. And at this time, like, um, you know, we were talking, we kind of just, you know, when you haven't spoken to someone in a long time, well, we just like picked up where we left off. Like we literally picked up where our friendship had left off and it was really great. Like I had my friend again, she would come and pick me up because again, I didn't drive at the time. Like she'd come and pick me up and we would go out at nighttime like, it was just a different, it was a different time, you know, and I just appreciated the time that we had spent together, like, it was just, you know, it was great to have my friend back, and then, you know, I found out that he was, like, cheating on me, but essentially, I guess I was the other woman, and yeah, because of what ended up happening was, I don't remember how, but I basically found out, and my so-called best friend had done some digging or whatever, and we found out that he was, like, he had like a whole other relationship and like when I mean like a whole other relationship I mean like a whole other like relationship like you know he never took photos with me or any of those things but he did with this other girl like they had photos together he went to the, her family dinners and she was also a virgin that's also very important um and everything and my friend was really supportive of me at the time because I'm gonna be real I vandalized his car twice. I broke the windows. Yeah, it was a whole other thing. Yeah, I was a much different person in that time era of my life. Anyways, um, my friend really supported me. She was really there for me. She was my friend, like, you know, and it was, it made the breakup easy, to be honest. And although looking back, I was really foolish because I was even thinking of working it out with him. But like, why would I work it out with someone who clearly doesn't want to be with me? Um... So I moved on, whatever, but then over maybe like a month or so, I noticed that my friend, whenever she called me on the phone, she'd be talking to me about like my ex, like she thinks that my ex and I should get back together. And I, I, I believe now that I'm older and, you know, I look back on it, our friendship started to drift apart yet again because, you know, she was stuck back in our high school days and I had moved on like not because I was in university just that my mind had moved on like I was no longer somebody who was stuck in the past and I really don't believe about being stuck in the past I mean I think emotionally I get stuck in the past but when it comes to my actual thoughts are more so in the future so like I don't really relate to that but she's very nostalgic and that brought her happiness to think about the past when I used to have boyfriend issues and all these other issues and I would get her to text him and like, you know, she was like the manager of my relationships, if you will. And I didn't need that anymore. So I think she felt like she didn't have a place in my life 
But really, she did. She was my friend. So, anyways, I noticed that she continued to talk to me about him over and over and over again. And, like, you know, it was just ridiculous. And then, um, I was doing a research project. So, I think close to, I don't know, maybe this is, like, in my second or third year. I was doing a research project about relationships. Um, and, you know, I asked her, like you know, for my research project, I needed interviews. So I asked her, like, can I ask you questions? She was like, sure. So I sent them to her and like, she answered the questions and it was like, she couldn't read it, to be honest. Like it was so ineligible. So I said to her like, Hey, um, do you mind if I edit this? And she literally lost it on me and began to tell me how like my, um, you know, my ex, who at the time we actually ended up being, like, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm telling the story too fast, but I'm like just trying to get through to like the juicy points. Um, like how my ex is like, you know, he doesn't like me because we had rekindled our relationship, not sleeping together, but we rekindled our relationship. He doesn't like me that she's sleeping with him. And the only reason why he started to talk to me was because she was sleeping with him so that he would continuously speak to me. So basically, you know, she was the reason why he was around. Because if she hadn't been, I guess, given him the B, then he wouldn't have been interested in me. And for some odd reason, for many, many, many years, up until like, probably like a couple years ago, I still heard that statement playing back to me. Mind you, he's the scum of the earth, nor is he, like, he's not even attractive. But, like... It just kind of played back to me, like, the whole event. I I don't really know why. Like, it just, it's been sitting in my subconscious for many years. And I think that it has caused me a little bit of some triggers, if you will. Now, to be honest, as an adult, it feels, like, superly ridiculous that I was even bothered by that comment or that the comment affected me or that I let it pile onto my self-esteem, or that it attached itself to my subconscious. It just felt, it feels weird to even talk about it, but it was a really hurtful statement. I'm not sure if it hurt me because maybe I thought it was true, or, like, I just don't know. Like, I guess I felt like perhaps that was just confirmation of some thoughts I had about myself not being good enough in any kind of way that day I literally just blocked her I was like whatever I'm like I can't even I didn't even engage I I was I like I still remember my feeling of like I can't even believe that that happened and I even texted him like okay so like you're sleeping with my friend like what the hell he's like oh no 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 I'm not doing that I'm not sleeping with her and whatever and blah 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 and I was like okay like whatever I'm just done and he's like no you have to believe me you have to believe and I was just like yeah whatever like whether it was true or not, like, I just wasn't interested in having people play me. And, like, you know, it just wasn't okay. And then, eventually, he admitted that they were sleeping together. Um, but it didn't mean anything, and it was really stupid, and he really wanted me to come back, and all this other stuff. I never, ever went back. I just, I couldn't. I just thought he was just really gross, and, like, there was nothing, there was nothing there that that was really there for me. However, even though I thought this, we did get back together. But that's a whole other 
that comes on years later. So anyways, I went about my business. I just, in my mind, I guess now that I'm older, like, I could see it as, like, she was just trying to sabotage me and disrupt me so that, like, I wouldn't finish school. Like, it'd be a whole thing. But my brain doesn't work like that. Like, that actually pushed me further to doing well. It pushed me further to excel. It just pushed me to a heightened level, like, to a different place. So maybe I really needed, like, that level of, you know, friction about, like, you know, the whole situation. Like, maybe I just needed that push because I feel like otherwise I wouldn't have been able to necessarily cope with the whole situation. Um, so I'm really, like, I'm really grateful that I have that edge. And if I'm being, like, really honest, I think for a number of years I've been walking around with that feeling of, like, not being good enough or, like, you know, that every time I date someone, they're dating me for, like, a specific reason. I mean, I'm an attractive woman. I'm pretty. Okay, and I'm thick. So, like, I don't know what my problem is. I, like, I don't know why it resonated and it hurt me, like, to the level that it did. And for years when I thought about my relationships and, you know, like, I'm always expecting people to be wanting something from me. And I'm being like, why do I even want that? And I've had some really great relationships where I've been financially taken care of. Like, I've had, like, so I, I, like, I just don't know. Like, I don't know when that took root. But it took root And, you know, now that I'm, like, 30, I see how it spread, like, thorns throughout my life since the day of that event occurred. Like, it's it's interesting. Like, I I don't think I've ever really thought that deeply about it. But really, at the heart of every breakup that I've had between now and then, not saying that is the essential purpose, but that is a thought process that has run through my mind a couple of times. I think it's also why... I've sort of cemented this idea in my mind that I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody because I don't want them to tell me that they're seeing somebody else. Like, you know, like, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm mature. I don't even know what the psychology of that remark is for me, to be honest. I don't know if it's a trigger of self-esteem. I don't know if it's a trigger of, you know, self-worth. Like, I don't even know. I can't even tell you because I really don't know. What I do know is, is that it was an unkind thing to say, and it hurt me for many years. Um, And to be quite honest, our friendship, we were never friends again from that day. That is the day that was the end for me and her, except for her, it did not end. So let's continue, shall we? So after this whole thing, you know, I, I went... I was at university, I did my thing, I did my research, which I got like 100%, like everything was good, I piloted this project, I really believed in myself, I crafted myself, like, you know, I really brought up myself. Of course, I still had this self-esteem pro- self-esteem problem, but I brought up myself, like I was able to to push myself through this. So, you know, whatever at that time I had stopped dating completely I just kind of like focused on myself I like went out went to the gym like I just became a different person and that was all well and good so when I actually graduated and I went home my ex you know was like oh like you know I really miss you and blah 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 and I spoke to him like in passing but it was never like what it used to be um it just wasn't a vibe um at the time like my ex had dropped out of 
um university he was also like really brilliant so like he was basically scientific like like rocket science level brilliant um but he had funnily enough you see how god is so good so actually <laughs> um I guess the two of them were together somewhere, not really sure where. And uh, she w- he was driving her car, and a car came and hit them. Um, he hit his head on the dashboard, which ended up causing him a lot of uh, head pain, essentially. And he started to take drugs. Um, I think it was like maybe I think it was like Tylenol 3 or I think it was Percocet actually which led him down a darker path of he began to smoke a lot of weed um he just became a different person um and so like really he was not of no association or use to me and to be honest when I close the book on something I close the book like I'm not really the type of person who opens up a new chapter like I when I'm done I'm done like you know So it's kind of like done on this, but you know, when you're with somebody for a long time, you do feel something, except I didn't. So I just talked to him in passing, like whatever, I don't care. Um, Then he moved uh, literally across the street from my doctor's office. um, And I would occasionally go there and see, I think I've only, I only went there like once or twice. Um, I think we like slept together maybe once when I was there, Um, not past that, because I remember one time he was like on his computer and like you know literally I could see a whole bunch of things that were not great um, and then he got this dog um, and it was really a tragic situation um, so he basically ran out of money I don't know how I get into the situation but he ran out of money and he had this dog and I like he was gonna have to take her to the pound and I felt like that was just not something that I wanted to support so I told him that I would take care of the dog until he got like back on his feet which never happened I still have the dog it's like six years now okay so I still have the dog and it's fine whatever she's actually my exercise partner um my other dog is the cuddly dog um but yeah it was just yeah it was it was kind of weird like I feel like I'm going fast but anyways um and I would take the dog to see him, like, on weekends and stuff. Like, every other weekend, I would take her up there. She loved it. She loves him. Like, loves him to death. Because um, I guess he's her owner at the end of the day. Um, but it was whatever. And then, you know, to be honest, I moved away. I packed my bags and I left. But I swear I just fast forward over something that was important. And I did. So after this whole thing with me and my friend. Sorry. We're reversing. After this whole thing with my friend. Um, essentially we had gone our separate ways. But I had went my separate ways. The next day after this argument. She called me for about 7 or 10 days straight on my phone. Uh, saying all kind of crazy things. She sent me nasty text messages. She got up early. She doesn't get up early, but she got up early to tell me that I was fat, I was unattractive, and she's fatter than I am. And nobody wanted me and all these other things. Like, this is what she would do for, like, 10 days. Then when I came back home to Toronto, she was still going, like, literally sending me messages over and over again telling me about how worthless I was, then she called my parents' house to tell them how I had people sneaking in. Like, it was just crazy. And how I was a whore. And, like, can you imagine somebody talking to your parents about you like this? Okay? 
this is everything that happened. So my parents were just like, whatever. Even if that shit was true, they were not going to listen to you, sis. Not after you are just saying all these things and you're talking crazy and we used to be friends. And that's what I'm saying. She was just not like a good person because who really does that? Even if those things were true, just because you're no longer friends with somebody, it doesn't mean that now's your time to go and expose their business. And I personally don't play that way. I don't think it's cool. And I think that when you're friends with somebody or somebody tells you a secret, it's not your business, nor it's your place to go and tell other people to try to to try to dismantle them or discredit them as a person. Like that shit is crazy and it's fucking whack as fuck. Like, and how desperate are you, sis, to destroy somebody that you would try that? Like, it's just, it's, it's totally nuts. And that's what she did. And then she was, like, posting things about me on social media. Like, you know, then telling me that I wasn't worth the time, but yet you were still investing so much time in trying to take me down. And I never really thought about the psychological impact of those things. Like, how those things really affected me. Like, I don't think I've ever really, like, you know come to terms with the fact that somebody that I was friends with would go out of their way to try to poison, like, you know, people and things against me. It was crazy. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'm sorry. I told the story, like, in a totally different way. But anyways, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And stay tuned for the next episode because I will be talking a little bit about when I was living abroad. Although it's not really about that, but it somehow meshes in there.